Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One hour at 4 o'clock on Grant and Danny and 60 minutes out. A four-pack of tickets to the D.C. Auto Show at the D.C. Convention Center could be yours. Opened on the 20th, goes for another week. We got your tickets all week long on Grant and Danny every day ahead of the Beltway Blitz at 4 o'clock. So your first chance to win a four-pack is coming up in one hour. In about 10 minutes, who's going to be the OC here in Washington? Ron Rivera's got to make a hire. Could happen this week. Our guy, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated, thinks he knows who it's going to be. He has named the likely future offensive coordinator, and we'll tell you who that is. That's 10 minutes out. But right now, I want to get the latest on a trade the Wizards made today and an informed opinion on what they did. So to do that, we got ESPN's Bobby Marks, former executive in the NBA, one of our favorite analysts covering hoops on the show here on Grant and Danny. Bobby, thanks for a couple of minutes. How you been? I'm good, guys. How are you? Doing well, my friend. Let's start with from the Wizards side of this thing. Why? I think there's probably more of a pressing need or desire. I think certainly the Kyle Kuzma free agency, uh, and that's going to be that's going to be the big the big thing, right? Like, you know, the the price tag of where Kuzma could be. He's not going to sign this extension that's out there um, just because it's below market. Um, you know, as I said, there's you know there's only so many mouths you can feed, and yes, you could have waited to the off season when. Rui was going to be a restricted free agent. You could probably lose him for nothing. Um, but if you bring back him and Kyle, you're a luxury tax team. I mean, that's the reality of it here. So I get it from that perspective. I think there's a lot of ways you can look at it here. I think you can look at it like, you know, looking at a big picture of what the future is going to be. And you basically, you know, you parlay him into, you know, three seconds, one of them, which was your own, that you traded in the Westbrook trade, which was, you know, the 2028 second here. So there's there's one way to look at it there. Certainly Kuzma, I think his price tag, he's probably the big winner of all this, right? I mean, it's made it's well known now that you know there's there's a pressing need to bring him back. But I think the I think the big thing, and I, I just did a video on this, is I, I I think what my concern for Washington is the track record of draft picks. That that's probably like my big concern as far as what they've done in the draft the last. You know, I guess four or five years. I mean, I guess since Bradley Beal. I mean, since he's probably Beal, their yeah. last. Yeah, I mean, he's probably their last player, their last impact player, right? I mean, that, that's that's the concerning part for me when you look at Rui and, and uh, I mean, we haven't even seen Johnny Davis this year. Um, yeah, Corey, Denny, you know, like man, when you commit a lot of money to a Bradley Beal, and if you're going to commit a lot of money to Kyle and 
you know, you've got Porzingis, you know, potentially could be a free agent. Like you've got to, man, you've got hit on at least some of these guys, right? Like even, you know, if you're picking in the late lottery or early teams here, like that's, that's probably my big concern as far as the ability to, you know, the ability to draft and, you know, there was kind of those foundations. So when you have a Bradley Beal injury, like we've, he's had a lot this year, there's a, you know, there's a guy that can come off, you know, one of your younger players that you can put in there and give you 20 points. And it's that next wave of it, because when you're so top heavy and you're, you're going to be top heavy in, in contracts, um, you need you need some of these you know these former first round picks or these under the radar type players or minimum type guys to kind of be that that next wave as far as these insurance policies. Bobby Marks, ESPN front office insider, with us on Grant and Danny. Twenty years working in the NBA, several of them uh, in the front office, most recently in Brooklyn. Great insight as always on kind of the decision making behind the scenes. Some are saying. And I just want to know if this is true or if you buy this. Sure. That if they if they just traded him at the deadline, they would have done better. Or that, yeah, it makes sense to trade him because you're not going to pay him and you got to try to pay Kuzma. But surely they could have done better than none in three seconds. Two of them are like 14 years away. Do you agree with that? Or, or do you think that this is a fair enough return for Rui if you're not bringing him back? Yeah, I, I I I agree that you know this is probably as good as you're going to get. I mean, he's on an expiring contract, and there's only nine teams that control all their first round picks in the next seven years. Like for like the, the the day of teams giving away first round picks as a fly, like you know the the Cam Reddish trade that we saw last year, where New York traded a first for Reddish. Um, well, I think it was the, it was the Charlotte first to Atlanta for Reddish. I, I don't. I didn't see that happening with him, especially when you're basically have him for for um, for three, you know, three months, and then you're going to have to pay him. Um, you know, usually, yeah, eighty four. I think eighty four percent of the trades happen the week of the deadline, right? But there are times when you have to make a decision that is this go? We, are we going to get more, right? Are we get a first for him, and I didn't. I just didn't see that here. The Chicago second potentially could be pretty decent. We'll see where this Bulls team goes. Um, you know, could be maybe late 30s, early 40s. I mean, who who knows where any of us will be in 2028 or 2029. So, yeah, I mean, maybe use that in a deal down the road here. But yeah, I didn't I didn't think it, the offers were probably going to get much better um, if they waited another uh, you know, another two weeks here. Bobby, so th- what you said makes a lot of sense to me. Here's here's where I would I guess follow up and ask about though is this glut at the forward position. Right, which is going to feature Kyle Kuzma, and then you know you start adding up some of the the Denny Avdias, the Corey Kispert's of the world. Yeah. You start you know sort of figuring out the depth chart therein. You knew you had a glut before the season started. Wouldn't this? Wouldn't Rui have been more valuable when you realized you couldn't get him to to an extension then? And shouldn't he be on the trade market then? Or is that just not feasible? Yeah, I mean, I think you know certainly when extension talks broke down in in October, I think you probably you know you had a decision there. Do we? Do we look to move him now where a team maybe has a little bit more value, um, you know, and you have him for the whole body, or do we see if it, you know, if we can increase his value? I, I think the hard part for him, for him from a value standpoint is just the inability to stay on the court. You know, I mean, he's, you know, you know, he's, he's I don't think he's ever played more than 55, 56 games somewhere around there. I know some of that's been short in seasons and COVID. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think you, as a, you know, the front office, if you knew, you know, I, you know, with Kuzma and Porzingis, 
in, you know, you know, some of your other big Denny, you mentioned, like if, if, you know, you weren't going to bring him back or if there wasn't a comfort level where the price point was going to be, then you maybe look for deals there. I think, I think Kuzma taking off and he had a good year last year. I think him taking off this year basically went from, you know, I think Kyle Kuzma might be a 16, $17 million guy. Now it's like, well, I think it's going to be probably north of 20. Um, so now where does that fit in with a, a potential, even if, you know, can I pay, $34 million to, to two forwards, right? With Kuzma and Rui here. And I just think you probably, you know, he's the odd man out and you kind of just pivot as we just saw today. Check out Bobby Marks on social media, breaking all these moves down, posting his analysis at Bobby Marks 42. Always kind enough to jump on with us here in DC when there's some breaking Wizards news of note. W- what do you make of my feeling on this deal? And I, I think a lot of Wizards fans feel this way. It's kind of a terrible place to be. It's almost like none of this matters to me anymore. Like, I, I don't feel no. it because I don't know what the end game is. Or To me, the, the Supermax for Bradley Beal just locked them into the hamster wheel of mediocrity. Like, Let's say they keep Kuzma. That would excite me. That's cool. As a means to what end? Like, I, the 5 and 251 for Beal, is that as terrible as I think it is? I mean, should they have done that? Should it be him and Nikola Jokic who make that money? They pay him like he's a superstar, and he's not. And I just think that it has really cost them their ceiling of of doing it a different way. I mean, what is your take as someone smarter than me on that? Yeah, he's um, he's probably your second best player on a good team. You know, I think he's paid based on circumstances. You know, similar to probably what Zach Levine got in in Chicago at a little bit less money. Um, you know, basically we can't afford to lose him. Uh, we lose him. We basically kind of, you know, really bottom out. We don't get anything back in return. You know, there wasn't, he mentioned that, you know, there wasn't really a market out there for him. So who are you bidding against here? Um, the no trade clause. So now basically he dictates if there is going to be a move this summer or next summer where he goes. Um, it, 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 this contract could turn out to be one of the worst I mean, it, and, I, and he's a good player, but when you're paying, and I think the injuries are a little bit concerning too, his inability to stay on the, on the court this year. Um, when you're paying a guy $50 million, it's usually only going to get worse as the contract prolongs. So, you know, that's going to be something that, a, a decision that they're going to have to talk about when we, probably when we get into the off season here, as far as, you know, is there a way we go in a different direction? If you're really going to want to bottom out a little bit here, but you're right. I mean, like we could be. I was I was joking with Tim Bontemps, who you know covers the NBA with ESPN also, and I, and I this was a month ago. I said, Tim, I feel like we're going to be a year from now. We're going to be talking about Washington, who's eleven and fifteen again, right? Like it just feels like. And there's like there are some good games where like man, like I, I like this team when they're they're full body, you know, of, of, of you know guys are out there. But there's then these seven or eight game losing streaks here where a guy gets hurt and, you know, your depth is, you know, is tested here. And the Beal situation is something that will eventually, like, they're going to have to figure out something here because as is, you bring back Kuzma, let's say Porzingis gets a new contract. Like, this is kind of who you are. You know, like, this is, this is it. And that's why I mentioned the draft picks. Like, that, that, that just puts in such a more priority as far as drafting and developing, and hopefully, I mean, if you got four or five of them, hopefully you hit on two. Um, and I can't make the argument that they've hit on any right now. Bobby, give me—you you could tell where I'm going with this. I'm, I'm just grasping for something good yeah. uh, as, as a lifelong <laughs> Wizards guy. Um, Kendrick Nunn coming back. This is a dude that was 
a pretty good player for a good club for a couple of years, and I think the injury maybe changed things. Looks like he kind of has fallen off in L.A. I haven't seen much of him, if, if I'm being honest, out here in, in, in D.C., but the numbers are unkind. What happened there, and is there a chance to change the scenery? You hear my voice going up because that's me hoping? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think, you know, certainly, you know, there was there was some good moments in Miami, um, and then he goes to Los Angeles. He missed all last year with that bone bruise here. Um, there have been some games where he's been, you know, I think it's more of just putting him out there for, you know, let, letting him play for 25 minutes. I mean, there was such a – you know, the depth that guard, when you look at with Beverly and Schroeder and Westbrook, um, really guard heavy there, just kind of finding his, his niche. And he's a guy who's on an expiring contract. And um, guard play is something that the Wizards could use. Um, you basically kind of take a flyer on him for the next, you know, whatever, 40 games here. And then you see what, you know, you see what he has. And, um, you know, and it's, it's, you know, it's an improvement probably gives you a little, you know, a little more depth for your, for your you know, for your, for your guards. Um, but as I said, you know, at, at a cost of a player that you drafted in the lottery, you know, three or four years ago. So let's say they do shop Beal this offseason or they do try to get creative. I mean, is that a tradable contract? And then the other thing would be on Kuzma, who you correctly say is going to be a priority, right? This guy's become a star here. What kind of price tag are we talking about for Kuz this offseason? Well, I think for Kyle, you know, the market's a lot better uh, than it was this past offseason. Um, you know, I think we've got probably nine or ten teams that have, you know, potentially could have significant money. Um, you know, is he going to get what John Collins in Atlanta, not, you know, from five-year deal, but, you know, is there is it in, in the 22 to $23 million number? I mean, that's a basically a $10 million raise where he is off right now. I think that's kind of – you know, for starting forward money, I think the, the positive, I guess, is that this cap's going to continually rise with new TV money coming in eventually here, and we've got a new CBA probably coming in. So I think that's probably what you're looking at for, for starter money. I mean, for Beal, really, it's, you know, if you ever, if both sides wanted to go in a different, you know, in a different direction here, basically, you te- he, he controls it. You know, like when you, when you have a no trade clause, you're basically saying, give me the list of teams give me the five or six teams here. And, you know, if there's something that you don't like, um, it's not like you can just trade them to, let's say, Sacramento, you know, for a package of picks and young players and all that stuff. That's the difference of, you know, when a player has a, a no-trade clause like, you know, Bradley does. Bobby, always great with us, man. Appreciate the insight on short notice, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, great info. Bobby Marks, ESPN, their front office insider who's been uh, recently an assistant GM in Brooklyn and does a really good job covering the NBA after 20 years, working his way up in front offices. Uh, he says, and I know this is different than what a lot of Wizards fans feel, mm-hmm. he doesn't think they were going to do much better than what they got for Rui. I'll side with the guy who's been on the phone working trades before. Yep. I know people think that they should have and could have gotten more. I also think people overvalue some of the players here. I think this happens. I think that's everywhere, yeah. Everywhere yep. with every team, right? But if Rui is... What everyone thinks he was, he probably wouldn't be getting traded, right? There's a reason he wanted out, and once every couple of weeks, he kind of shows what he's capable of, but expiring contract, guy who there's a lot of around the league at this point, I don't know, maybe you could have gotten a, a two seconds that weren't several years away, but... I'm not upset necessarily over what they got back, yeah, to be completely it, honest with if you. If you're doing it today, you're not getting multiple first-rounders and a starter or something like that. But I mean, to Bobby's point, Bobby yeah. says people aren't trading first-rounders anymore. He said those days are over with. 
And that's my point. You're not getting that. To me, the 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 problem I have is once you realize you, I, it's the same thing we talk about this when it comes to the commanders and their front office and sort of realizing things at the same time we do. Like I can't have that. I need you to know in October, the instant that you don't get an extension done, we have a glut at the Ford spot. We got Porzingis, we got Kuzma. We like both of these guys. I just traded for for Porzingis, who I want to see on the court with Bradley Beal, and we watched Kuzma's development already. This guy's a baller. We might have to go pay this dude. So then you've got Avdi, who you you spent a lottery pick on. You sort of add that up, and you kind of go, this guy's extra for us. His value as a whole year of a player. I'm not saying again you get a first rounder or get anybody worth a damn, but you get maybe a couple better second rounders. You can make this trade. Earlier than you did. It's just, it's puzzling as to kind of why now it sort of had to happen. I think it happened because it's starting to become a bit of a situation. I I think being angry over what you get back today for Rui is missing a much larger point here. If you're a Wizards fan, which is, I think it's well put to say what, what he did. They have to hit on draft picks at some point. They have not in years. They haven't. Years. I mean, Johnny Davis cannot get on the floor their first-round pick this year. Corey Kispert, who I love and is extremely handsome, he's been fine, but... Yeah, but he, he's fulfilled the role they drafted him to be. There's nothing wrong with Corey Kispert. Agreed. I don't have a big problem with him. But at some point, your first-round picks, some of these guys in the top 10, all these dudes in the lottery, essentially, Davis, Kispert, Rui, Denny, yeah. Troy Brown, like at some point, you got to get you're Halliburton. You got to find the guy, and they just haven't found the guy. Without question, that that's the number one issue. And and again, this is we might do chicken or the egg on this thing, but to me, it's it's the other part is philosophy, right? If you draft a Denny Avdia, you're basically saying we got to take time to let this kid who's 19 years old, who was just okay in his most recent pro league, who can't shoot yet, we got to give him time to grow and develop. The way to do that isn't to make him a kind of spot player who comes in every once in a while for a team that's trying for the nine seed. That's a go out there, young man, and fail a bunch. And if you turn into something great, now we have something. This way, we're not we're going to be the same position with him next year, where he hasn't fulfilled the promise yet. Someone else may be interested in the skill set. There's a nice little starter kit there. I'm not telling you he's a world beater and they're like screwing him over. I'm saying they're playing a bunch of guys in their prime to try to be the nine seed. It's just the la- the it's the way I would never do things ever. Period. End of story. Sounds like the commanders. Doesn't it? You're you're. Ramming your head against the wall going, why? Why does my team have to do it this way? And I hate always bringing everything back to Beal because I do genuinely, as a person, think he's a really good dude, it seems like. But I, I also... He's a good player. He's a, he's a fine player. He's a good player. You're right. The 5 and the 250 is crippling. I'm, I'm sorry. It just is. Mm-hmm. Him and Jokic, man. Like, No! I don't want, I, like, there's no other conversation. Stop. No, not that. Anything else but that. And I just don't get how we got here. The reigning MVP on the one seed out West versus Bradley Beal. And there's something, and again, it, 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 we always have to do this. It sounds like we're picking on Beal. We're not. That's a really good player. As Bobby Mark said correctly, and I've said for a while, he would be the perfect second best player on a really good team. He's got a lot of J- lot of Jalen Brown to him, right? He's not great defensively, but there's a lot that he could do. He could take the pressure off of, of, of a primary ball handler slash scorer. He would be a really good running mate for a really competitive, really good team. As the guy, as the alpha, we've seen the data points. We've seen the result. It's play-in tournament. It's maybe they get invited to the bubble to play a game, play a couple games to maybe break through and then get into the bubble or whatever the hell it was. They're getting boat raced. They're not good enough with him as the best player. And that's 
That's not his fault. It's not his. He is who he is. He's always been the. He's he's been exactly this. He's a good player. That contract exists so that Jokic can't leave, mm-hmm. right? You said the reigning MVP, the last two MVPs. Yeah. Okay. And then Beal, who I would prefer pass to someone else with 57 seconds left in the game. No. Not that. Not that. Grant and Danny on the fan. Albert Breer of SI, MMQB, going to join us next. He thinks he knows who Ron Rivera is going to hire as an OC. He has heard from sources around the league who think Rivera's got a lean on this. We'll tell you who the likely coordinator is going to be next right here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It will never stop amazing me how bad some of the daytime sports talk topics are that I walk past and see on screens. I just looked up. I don't know if this is ESPN or Fox Sports 1. It's one of them. It doesn't matter which. And the topic was, is Patrick Mahomes on one leg a top three quarterback? Now, I I have to imagine they were discussing, like, his performance after he got hurt. But I'm actually picturing, let's say we amputate one of his legs and he's just got one leg. Is he still a top three guy? I mean, what what a dumb conversation. Next on First Take, should hosts of First Take start fights at sporting events? Oh, don't even get me started on that. I've got a lot of thoughts. Put that ball on a tee for you. I've got a lot of thoughts. The only thing dumber (laughs) than Shannon Sharp trying to fight everyone on the court is all the people who don't think that it's ridiculous (laughs) that he's trying to fight everyone on the court. And my favorite thing of all, my favorite thing of all. Is it really your favorite, though? Oh, what I'm about to tell you is my favorite thing of all. My favorite thing of all is when I say, this shouldn't happen. This is a really ridiculous, preposterous, and outrageous thing for grown adults to do. And then the response is that I'm soft. Yes. I'm the problem. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. 
cool. Now, the good thing is I don't have to engage in a conversation with anyone who thinks that I'm the problem and Mm -hmm. I'm soft. I'll just mute them and never see their thoughts again. But good job by LeBron James, by the way. The ombudsman for how fans should act in the arena. I want to commend him uh, on the fact that uh, he has in the past correctly, and I mean this, this part, he has correctly in the past talked about when fans are unruly at arenas and why it's unacceptable. And why as players, they shouldn't have to put up with it. And uh, he's gotten people kicked out of games. Um, the, the the people I think the, that I'm thinking of the last time allegedly said something terrible to him about his kid or something. That was the allegation afterwards. I have no idea what was actually said. And if they did say that, then kick them out. Perfect. Mm-hmm. People want to be jackasses and act like clowns. And they can't conduct themselves correctly in society. They don't get to go to the game. And they don't get to sit here and berate players. No problem. But after it was Shannon Sharp, LeBron's buddy, who was doing it, his 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 big answer was when he got to be the the ombudsman again on fans uh, talk, you know what, how they should act at games was I rock with him 365 days a year, and if it's a leap year, 366 days, and if the sun doesn't set on time because there's a leap force, uh, some type of a lunar Mars eclipse moment, then 25 hours a day, and just completely drop the ball. The most hypocritical answer you've ever seen. I'm stunned that there was hypocrisy there. I just want everyone to imagine. Everyone just imagine this. A media member, someone that talks about sports for a living now, regardless of their former status as as a great player. Johnny Cakes Allville. John Allville. 25 plus years in the marketplace. I want you, I want to set the scene for you. Johnny Cakes Allville's got his feet on the wood at Capital One Arena. Decent seat, right? Not actually right next to the bench, but across from the, from the opponent's bench. Hashtag courtside cakes. Courtside flakesy, right? Let's say they're playing, I don't know, the Miami Heat Ooh, that day. Good game for cakes. It's to a, be it's on the a great for. game for cakes. He could see a good organization play some basketball. Let's say he decides that he's going to start chirping that Tyler Hero can't stay. He can't stay with Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, or, or Tyler Hero starts chirping right back at China Cakes Allville. Then, a parent of one of the other Miami Heat players. Sneaky best part ever. Like we're at a youth basketball <laughs> event. You're about to fight a player's dad. Also gets upset. And now, Johnny that, Cake Solville. Everyone should be so embarrassed. So Johnny ashamed. Cake Solville is arguing with Bam Adebayo's dad. So now, Mr. Adebayo and Johnny Cake Solville are squaring off on the court. Multiple players have to come over. Security officials have to calm down Johnny Cake Solville. Then... Johnny Cakes all at halftime, the lo- a local news outlet, for example, let's say at the NBC Sports Washington, maybe someone else said, John, tell us what transpired. John would then say, here's what happened. Don't let these other guys fool you. I was ready to engage in fisticuffs. I was eager to do so. These other people were not really, they were faking. They were fraudulent. <laughs> they were but not I, about that life. I was about it. Had I had the opportunity to strike Mr. Adebayo in the face, I would have. Had I had the opportunity to strike Tyler Hero in the face, I would have multiple times because I'm very tough and these others are not. Imagine, imagine what would happen. Please, I beg you, if you think anything that the great NFL Hall of Famer, that the incredible tight end who's now purposely doing wrestling-type promos and, and heel moments at Lakers games, suckling at the teat of LeBron James, basically the whole argument started, by the way, because he was telling Dylan Brooks he's not as good as LeBron James. Shannon Sharp goes on television to yell at Skip Bayless about how good uh, LeBron James is. That's their show that they make millions of dollars for each and every year, okay? That guy is now doing public nonsense and is being defended by people. If you defended 
that, those actions find a nice little burrow in the woods and wait for it all to end. Wait for a meteor. Wait for a no, rabid animal. Just leave us. Send in Go the aliens away. moment. Go away. It, it. We can't do this anymore. We can't function. We can't live. It used to be that when things like this would occasionally happen, and everyone would correctly police it and say, um, that's abhorrent and ridiculous. Go away now. Go to timeout. Put yourself in timeout. No one needs to pretend like you're a functioning member of society or an adult. But we don't do that anymore. Now we have a big debate over, am I soft because I think he's an idiot? By the way, kick him out of the game like every other person would have been kicked out of the game. He tried to fight people. Players, by the way. Multiple players. Players who are trying to play in the game. He's trying to fight them. And their parents, for some reason. Kick him out of the game. And don't let him come back to any more games. That's what would happen with everybody else. It's what should have happened to him. Kick him out of the game. But again... Separate that for a second. As ridiculous as that was, the people who act like, it was funny, man, and just post their memes about it, more annoying to me than what actually happened. Because that is where we allow society just to continue to spin off course more and more. If it happens, people make mistakes, do stupid things all the time. We acknowledge this is not our way that we're going to do things as a, as a collective here, <laughs> as a community on planet Earth. Perfectly fine. But no, 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 no. There was nothing wrong with that. It was funny, though. It was cool, though. They didn't want the smoke, though. Shut up! No. We're not going to fight each other as grown adults for no reason. We're not going to do that. We're not going to fight the players while they try to play in basketball games. We're not going to do that. We're going to not fight people. We're going to sit and watch the basketball game. Not fight I got a the actual idea. players and what about parents? Can we fight them? Let's not fight the parent either. Don't fight parents of players. Okay. Let's not fight the parents either. What about after it's broken up? Um, give an interview that basically says I was really hoping to be able to fight them and th- and I, and they were fraudulent. Should I do that? Don't do that either. Don't do. I mean, people are that. Okay. Just so many memes. So much. <laughs> who would have won that fight? Uh, could he have? You know who would have lost is America. Stephen Adams could have done. Stop talking about this in a mat. Like, it's a game. It's a ridiculous thing that happened. Why did you bring this up? I didn't even want to talk about this today. You were planning this all along. I've Well, first of all, guilty's charged. Second of all, you said, I don't even know what was going on with the sports debate shows. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. listen. They're talking about Patrick Mahomes in one leg and if he's better than Josh Allen with two legs. If you and- open the door a little, I'm going to enter. Because I wanted to put you on a wow. team. I, I told myself, I'm like, don't give him three seconds of airtime today. Meaning Shannon Sharp. Skip. Hold on, Skip. I got I got the smoke for you, Skip. <laughs> my, my, my entire <laughs> policy. Like, I, I'm trying so hard to, like, we don't talk about Antonio Brown on the show anymore. There, there, there are Antonio Brown stories every single week that we could bring up and talk about how uh, ridiculous he is and, 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 how correct I was all along and how I owed so many apologies from people who said I was overreacting every step of the way. My policy is to never mention his name and to not talk about him. And this is my new way forward. Mm. You don't get a seat at the table. So my goal was to not even mention what happened. 
But I just I don't have the willpower. When you start dangling that little carrot in front of me and I'm hungry, I, I'm like a cat with yarn. I just start pawing at it. I'm like Fiona at Dogtopia in Falls Church today. Playing with all the dogs over there. I don't care what you say, Skip. Memphis cannot see LeBron James and company in the postseason period in the story. Even though Desmond Bain is a breakout player, Skip. Incredible that that happened. Uh, the Albert Breer Nugget. Ken Zampezi, offensive go. coordinator. Let's go. He says that he's being told by people around the league that Ron Rivera, I don't know if the terminology was leaning toward or is planning on. I got it for you. <clears throat> I'll do a dramatic reading just to, to give you the effect. This is uh, for little nuggets here from um, uh, Monday Morning Quarterback, Albert Breer's story. A lot of people think Ron Rivera is going to hire quarterbacks coach Ken Zampezi to be the commander's next offensive coordinator. And scene. Yay! Ken Zampezi. So you will have fired Scott Turner if this report comes to fruition. What Breer is hearing. For the guy that worked under him, who was last in OC for the Bengals seven, several years ago, when after two weeks he got fired because they hadn't scored a touchdown and Andy Dalton had four picks and hadn't thrown the ball into the end zone yet. That's the master plan here. I'm hoping for the field. I already know that the hire is going to be uninspiring. Let me ask you this. Yep. Pat Shermer or Ken Zampezi, who would you rather them hire? That's mean that you'd ask me that question, but fine, I'll play. Uh, Shermer. And it's by not much. Same. And that is, I don't even know. Like, how. A, like a nose hair's difference. It's like, kind of hilarious. It's both are totally uninspired. Give me, I mean, they haven't interviewed Roman, who is who I would interview first, because they want to run the ball, and he's great at running the ball. What about Charles London? Why, why can't you hire him? It, it yeah. meets what you want to do, coming from Atlanta, where they were run first and did a great job in play action. And the best version of what I want, which is someone who might actually have a chance to understand football conceptually in 2023 and what works and what doesn't. Preaching the choir over here. And if it's Studsville, who's who's that? Part of that Mike McDaniel tree where they're running really creative stuff to get really good football players the ball? I could deal with that too. Yeah. You move to the front of the line if you've been working with Mike McDaniel for me. That's where I'm at. I mean, he's interviewing today, I guess. Yeah, so those, and, and I know Studsville's not the youngest guy. I think he's in his 50s, but doesn't have a ton, I think, moving up the ladder in terms of NFL circles. But I, I that's what I'm in favor of, mostly because those guys haven't put a lot of stuff on their resumes that's bad. Beltway Blitz at 4 o'clock. We'll dive back into and take a deeper swim in the pool that is the playoff games that were played this weekend, including Dak Prescott struggles. All kinds of questions now about him moving forward in Dallas. Double play in just a moment. Grant and Danny with you on The Fan. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Just about a week to get over there. We're giving away those tickets all week long, right at four o'clock ahead of the Blitz on Grant and Danny. Four games 
This weekend in the NFL, we'll be breaking them down for the duration of the program. The dust is settled. AFC Championship game, Cincinnati at Kansas City. NFC title game, Philadelphia and San Francisco at Lincoln Financial Field. Brock Purdy and the Niners got to go on the road, taking on a defense with 70 sacks. And that's going to be one of the big stories leading up to this weekend for sure is whether or not they'll be able to rattle a guy that so far has been impossible to face as a young quarterback. Time for our double play, though. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. The Ruye has made a power move this weekend, Jeeps. Typically, you think, you know, wintertime, divisional round, football. What are some of the foods you think of? Meatballs. Meatballs. That's the Paulson in a, in a solo cup. Chili. Chili is there. Wings are there. Nachos, you know, chips, etc. The wife and I, after a um, an adventurous day on Saturday, a lot of kids were around. We had some friends over in the neighborhood and, you know, it, Kids are banging each other's head against the walls and wrestling, and people are gasping for air. The whole thing was a mess. Sunday, we, it was dreary and gross and chill, if you if you recall the day. We had bagels in the morning, all right? So we started the day with bagels. And instead of saying, okay, guys, now let's turn the page. Let's get healthy. You know what we did when it was football time? We ordered duck donuts. Oh, wow. So we're just sitting there munching on donuts watching football. And I got to tell you something. It fits. It goes together. Doesn't seem like it. You does. wouldn't think it would, but here's what happens. What kind you, of donuts? Did you get any of those maple bacon glaze suckers? Of course I did. I think the maple bacon glaze donut anywhere, but specifically the one at Duck Donut, yeah. has a chance to be the best donut anywhere ever. I'm going to let you finish, but that's the best donut of all time as far as I'm concerned. That's kind of your breakfast of donuts, right? Because you've got bacon on it. So now I've had a breakfast donut. Well, I can't skip the rest of the meals because there are other meals in the day. So the long story short is during football, over the course of Sunday afternoon, somebody, I don't know who specifically, but somebody might have eaten six donuts. Hmm. Would it have been one of your kids? Nope. Because they're just little guys. They're just little, yeah. I don't think your wife ate six She did donuts. not. Obviously, you wouldn't have done that. The mystery remains unsolved, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm, I encourage all of you guys out there, give this a try. Intuitively, you're going, no, I know what football snacks are. Donuts during football. It was great. How did you? How did it happen? Because I've eaten donuts on a football Sunday plenty of times. Uh-huh. What? It's it's just a box of donuts is still there from either that morning or the night before or whatever. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're saying though you guys actively went and got them for snacking on during the football. We game. did it wasn't little, like yeah breakfast. You got a dozen donuts and now there's still eight sitting. Because breakfast was bagels. We went to um and um, um, uh, Main Street Bagels in in Fairfax, right? Awesome little spot. So we had all the bagels and we're pummeling those. And then it was sort of like, you know, do we, hey, do we try to go outside? It's rainy and cold. Do we try to exercise? No. Nobody wants to do anything. Everyone's feeling like crap. And so we just kind of looked at each other and we're like, why don't we, let's just, you know what I feel like is a donut? And I was like, let's embrace this. Keep going. Keep going. And then we settled on ordering online and then they delivered them right to us where we didn't leave and oh, donuts delivery came. delivery at yeah. your house. Yeah, the donuts came right there. And we sat down and watched football with donuts. It kicks all kinds of ass. Suddenly, your weekend is looking pretty good. Business was a booming. Uh, for my double play, I'll tell you that uh, myself and some pals, Darius was there, came and hung out. Saturday, we watched football all day long at MGM National Harbor over at the Sportsbook. We ate wings. We ate pizza. We ate fried pickles. Am I forgetting anything, Darius? 
Did you get any of the fried pickles, by the way? I did. I had the fried pickles. Uh, there was good, fries. Yeah, of course. Fried pickles are amazing. Uh, fries were great. Can't fries forget about fries. Fries everywhere. Just great. So many fries. So much Coca-Cola was consumed. Yeah, a lot of Coca-Cola. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Delicious Coca-Cola. Uh, could, we, I, could I ask how many per man? How Coca- many Coca-Cola classics per man? So I did diets. I wasn't doing the, oh, the traditional OG. I see. Did you do the OG or did you go diet? OG, of course. Yes. Ooh, that, you know what? I'm jelly. There, there's how many, how many times did you get that soda refilled? I may have gotten roughly six to seven refills. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think Fun I part. probably had 10 Diet Cokes, I would guess. I mean, we're talking about over nine hours. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I, I, I know I had to get – I can base this on how many times I had to go to the bathroom, and I probably had to go three or four times. So that roughly translates to nine Diet Cokes. You were in the middle seat, too, so that was – you did a lot of getting up and Every making everybody time. else get up. Well, so I'm trying to do my 10,000 steps a day thing, which, by the way, I ended up being short on. So at least two or three times, halftime of both games, in between the games, I would try to get up and just walk Just to Just pace around, yeah. I would go over. I would see who's playing uh, blackjack. I went over and watched the roulette tables, saw how they were uh, operating. I just needed to get some steps because mm-hmm. I kept looking down. And I'm going, I still only have 4,300. I still only have 4,700. How have I gone down? <laughs> and I, at some point, I just decided, okay, I'm not getting to 10,000 today. We can cut our losses. But every time I had to go for a little walkie, it meant Darius and Phil and everyone had to get up, move all the tables, stand up. Mm. So it was, it was quite an So ordeal. you were landlocked. So you should have been on the outside then, right? Should we have I moved guess, you around? But, I mean, everybody got up at some point. Okay. You know, Darius a couple times was, you know, waddling around, had to go wherever he went. I don't know what he was doing. I didn't ask him. Maybe he was going and putting some money down at the, uh, what's Baccarat? Is that a thing? Yeah, Baccarat's a thing. I don't know that. Or maybe he was playing poker. Baccarat's the one where you always tie, I feel like. Uh, For some reason, the only tables I could see were Baccarat. It was like right by us, all of them. I went from never seeing Baccarat once and hearing like funny references to it in like 1950s movies. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like Baccarat's now like 90% of the tables. Numbers approximate. I've never even heard of it until I went to that casino. I don't Mm -hmm. know what it is. But maybe Darius is a uh, craps guy. Nobody knows. But were you, did you sneak away to play craps a couple times? Is that I, what happened? I, I did not. No, I don't. It's a little fabrication there. <laughs> Seems like you might have. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. It's not like it's illegal, by the way. So, <laughs> it's not like yeah, Darius, Darius, did you commit like, a crime by playing craps? Right. Yeah, he's like, no, why, why did you say you that? saying I played craps? Uh, but we had a good time, man. It was, and so they took good care of us, and I appreciate everybody. The, the, over the screen setup is just phenomenal. Wow. I mean, every sport you can think of was up there. Every every game that was on it, that you could think of was literally on a screen somewhere. We watched Rui's final game as a wizard. We did. Wow, I didn't even think of it that way. And he he just lit it up. He had a good way. game. Thirty points. And we watched the problem with the Caps game. The screen for the Caps game was that the, the number next to Vegas was a lot bigger than the number next to Washington. Yes. Oh, so it was malfunctioning? It was just a malfunctioning yep. screen. Mm-hmm. Like it right after the game started, the number next to Vegas was 2 and the the number next to the Caps was still 0. Yeah, by the time I was able to tune in with the things going on in my life, it was already 2 nothing. I was like this doesn't this one no, not this one. We also got to watch Ryan's NBA picks. We did. And they all by the way. missed. That day was not good for him. So, we need to give him credit. The night before, for people keeping track of Ryan, picking, he was a buzzsaw. He was five and zero oh. to go to eight and two overall. So he was three and two the first day. He was five and zero oh the second day, and then he looked like he was headed for zero oh and five. Got hooked with a with a uh, a push, but he was one three and one the following day. So he is currently sitting at nine five and one through three days, which is actually 
a big success. We've got his five plays tonight, so we'll, we'll keep track of this. Ryan guaranteed that he doesn't miss out when it comes to betting the NBA. We don't believe him. So far, so good, but it, it is very early. Normally, there's a regression to the mean coming. That's how this thing works. Uh-huh. That one, three, and one might, might have been the beginning of the slide. Beltway Blitz comes your way next. Grant and Danny on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 